Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage today, Ida Abbott, president of Ida Abbott Consulting. Ida has a lot of recognitions for her lifetime of contributions to the legal profession. She's been elected a fellow of both the American Bar Foundation and the College of Law Practice Management. She's also the co-founder of the Hastings Leadership Academy for Women. And if that's not enough, (laughs) Ida is also an advisor, coach, speaker, and she has authored several books, including Retirement by Design. Retirement by Design was named one of the best retirement books of 2020 by the Wall Street Journal. Ida, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage today. Thank you so much, LA. The reason I'm really excited to have you on this podcast is I hear this all the time from law firm owners who are launching their firms or growing their firms. And we talk about succession planning and retirement. And they say, oh, you know, I'm not planning on doing that for another five years. That's way off in the future. I don't need to worry about that. What would you say to that, Ida? Well, it's like the people who retired in. 2020 because they wanted to travel. Uh, the future hits you faster. You know, the life is just full of unexpected surprises. And five years happens really, really quickly when you're building a practice or when you're in the middle of a successful practice. So um, it's never too soon to start thinking about it, to keep thinking about it. Um, you don't have to have a definite plan because you don't know where things, you know, what's going to be five years, 10 years, whenever you're ready. But if you don't think about it and you wait till the last minute, you're going to be stuck. And tell me more about what being stuck means. Well, you've got a tremendously valuable asset in your practice. And at some point, you've got to figure out how to cash it in if that's what you want or how to keep it generating income though you don't have to work so hard. Or you may want something else out of it. But if you just think you're going to be able to close up shop and walk away, first of all, you're leaving a lot on the table uh, because you have not maximized the value of this asset. And the other thing is, you if what you want is to sell it, to transfer it in some way to um, a partner or another law firm, if you want to have a, uh, if you want to merge, if you want to be acquired, if you want to grow through through you know mergers and then sell off, there's so much you need to do because you don't you're not in control at that point. Uh, you can't decide uh, whether somebody's going to buy it or not, and if you don't set it up properly and make it attractive to a potential buyer or merger partner or you know somebody else. Um, you're going to be, that's what you're going to be is stuck. You're going to be stuck. And then what happens is you you have to walk away, as you said, and leave a ton of money on the table. And there's a lot of interesting retirement retirement models that are coming up. And by, by, since we're on that question, since we're on that discussion, we should talk about it. You know, people are living longer and they're, they want to work longer. And so what does retirement really mean these days? Well, it means whatever you want it to mean. We are living in a time of great ex- social and personal experimentation. Uh, there are no rules about retirement. I have people calling me for retirement advice and suggestions in their early 40s. 
And what they're really thinking about are mini retirements. Um, people are going to be working a lot longer. I mean, longevity has given us a great gift of an additional 30 years of healthy life, active life, not just at the end in old age, but we're just all going to be on average living longer and being healthier because we know how to take care of ourselves. We have access to medicine, uh, medical uh, systems, things like that. So that's a wonderful gift to have that long life. And um, the average life expectancy today is 79, 78, 79. Uh, COVID had an impact on that, yeah, dipped yes. it, but it's, it's, it'll come back. And for women, it's even longer. It's around 81. So um, you're going to be living a very long life. How are you going to support yourself? Right? I mean, who knows 50 years from now if, or 30 years from now, Social Security is going to be there and nobody has pensions. And if you have your own firm, or a small firm, you've got to set yourself up financially because you're going to have to support yourself much longer. It's a wonderful gift to have those years, but it also means you're going to have to work longer. And many people want, many lawyers in particular, want to work longer. A lot of lawyers really love what they do. They, it's the center of their lives more than other uh, jobs, right? So many people have a job. For many lawyers, this is a calling, right? This is a source of identity and a source of meaning. Meaning, It also makes it hard to step away because if you don't have that, what do you have? And so, you know, so that's a challenge. But um, the fact is most, you know, most lawyers want to stop at some point. And so even if you stop temporarily, and take time off to do something else, you may return to law. You may want to step away from your practice for six months or a year and then come back. You may want to move into a different area of law. Um, there's so much going on in the legal field today, uh, different kinds of jobs, different kinds of firms, all kinds of new practices, new skill areas, uh, new technologies. You don't have to be a lawyer to own a firm. You know, there's so much happening. There's a lot for sure. And so, you know, given those choices and given today's zeitgeist of nobody sticking around to doing anything for more than a few, you know, a few years, the chances are you're going to make some changes throughout your career. And so you want to set yourself up in a way that when you, when the time comes for you to make the changes, you do it on your own terms. So there's a couple of timelines that I'd like to discuss with you because these come up in, in our conversations with attorney entrepreneurs most often. The first is the attorney who thinks that they are you know, 10 plus years away from one in a transition their firm or, or retire. Um, then we've got ones that where it's a little bit closer where they're you know around five years away from uh, transitioning away from the firm. So let's take the, the 10 year first. So for someone who's 10 years or more out from thinking about retiring, what are some of the things they should be thinking about now? Well, probably the same things as the five-year-out person. Okay. Are you grooming somebody in your own firm so that whenever the time comes for you, there's somebody there ready to step into your shoes, right? Granted, they'll never do it as well as you do. Nobody can. But in their own way, do you feel confident that in their own way, they'll be able to take over your firm? Um, so ideally, there's someone 
that you see on a regular basis and trust and, you know, are preparing so that they will be able to step in. What is, you know, unexpected things happen. Sometimes those people leave and you have invested years. Okay. I get that. And that's a risk you always take, but you have at least the benefit of having done that, knowing how it needs to be done, knowing what you're looking for and what works so that you, you know, if you have to start again, you can. Um, I have a client who had, uh, didn't have somebody in his firm. He was a financial advisor and um, he hired two guys to take over his practice and he planned to be there for two years while he prepared them. And after the first year realized their values were not what he wanted in the people who he transferred his clients to. He let them go. He found someone else. And it took him a couple of years at that point after spending time finding someone, he spent the extra two years making sure and then transferring. And then he was able to leave very smoothly. But, you know, you don't know what people are going to do or what you find out through this process. It takes time. So this client had his retirement delayed by a short time. But by the time he hired the second person, he knew better what to look for. And so he was able uh, to do it. I have a colleague who uh, uh, owns her own firm in Chicago, it was a very successful firm, a few people, few lawyers, and they swore they would never merge. They wanted to keep their independence. They were doing great. And then they had an offer from a larger firm and after discussing it, realized that it was a much better way, a much better platform for them. There were a lot of advantages. And so they merged um, very, you know, much against what they thought they were going to do. But she thought, in addition to what it meant for her, because it would reduce her responsibilities in certain areas, especially the administrative stuff, and allow her to have an off-ramp of a few years, three or four years that was comfortable for her. But it also meant that her other lawyers were going to be uh, taken care of. And she wasn't going to have to worry about that. And it increased the base of her practice so that everybody benefited. There was a really good, good fit. So whatever you decide to do, whether it's something that's in your plan or something that comes out of the blue, it's going to take longer than you think. I mean, that's the only thing we know for sure, unless you are extremely fortunate and the perfect person comes to you and wants to buy or take over your practice and offers you a lot more than you expected, right? I mean, most people tend to undervalue what they have uh, and, and do, don't have to do much, but have to do a few things to make it more attractive. Um, but whatever the circumstances, the rule is, the only rule I'm sure of is it will most likely take more time than you think. <laughs> that is absolutely true. And for attorneys who are maybe don't have a successor yet, or who are trying to identify that person and they're saying, okay, well, in addition to that, 
I need to maybe think about some other things. What are some other things that they should be thinking about as they're, you know, five to 10 years away from retiring, whether it's full-time or part-time or whatever that even means these days? Right. I mean, what it means is basically some people go back to work. Um, they need to, they need or want to make more money. Some people want to volunteer or they don't want to do anything, you know, or they want to play golf all day long, every day. And that's great for a while, but for most lawyers who are accustomed to keeping their minds really busy and, you know, their schedules really full, um, after a while, that can be pretty boring. So um, the important things really are to have something in mind about what your future is going to look like, um, especially if your practice isn't at the center of it. You're going to have the structures, the rhythms of your day, the framework, you know, the calendar isn't going to be there. You're going to have days and months and years and decades of time. And so you want to worry, of course, about financially being okay. But just as important is what are you going to do with all that time? So um, having a, a clear understanding of what's important to you, the things that make you happy, the things that you wish you had learned or done the things you wish you knew or the things you knew that you wish you hadn't stopped doing because you got so busy with practice. Um, and it's, you know, it's anything from, I just saw a, uh, a headline that said the new motto for retirement is it's never too late to learn the cello. Um, <laughs> you know, and if, uh, if you learn, if, if you've always wanted to do it go for it, you've got the time now and the wherewithal, um, but you need to have sort of an outline and an understanding of yourself, a much higher level of self-awareness than many lawyers tend to have about uh, what, what could make you fill that time in a way that's meaningful for you. Because it's got to have some sense of purpose or meaning uh, for you in order to keep you engaged and active you know, and, and interacting with other people. And this is a very different mindset, as you mentioned, than most attorneys have. And this is where I think your book can really help out. Uh, the book is called Retirement by Design. And your book uses design thinking as a framework. And so tell us more about design thinking and, and why that approach works for this. Well, you know, most of us in law, and I was a litigator for 20 years before I started consulting. So I've been around for a very long time. But most of us in law think in a pretty linear way. There's an issue, there's a problem that to be solved, and we, we identify a solution and then we work toward it. Um, pro, uh, design thinking comes out of product design, and it's a much more creative approach to a problem and, or an issue or a situation, because I don't see this as a problem at all but that's what it comes out of. That's the framework. And the idea is, to it's a five-stage process, but the cool thing is the stages aren't linear. You can be in several of them at the same time. You can repeat one. You can you know, start in the middle if you're already in a certain place. You start out by understanding yourself, um, taking kind of a deep dive because you're the end user. In product design, it's not what the engineer thinks is a brilliant design. It, you have to go to the people who are going to use what you're designing and to say, what would be the best design from, for them? What are the factors 
that go into a design that would be good for my end users. In this case, the end user is you, right? You're going to be the one retiring. That's right. Right? So what would be good for you? What would be best? And then you start looking for patterns in your life and in your your behaviors and in the things you've done, uh, the people you're with, the things you love to do, the things you never, ever want to do again. Um, And you look for those patterns and you start also challenging um, assumptions. A lot of people think, well, if I retire, you know, I'm going to be boring uh, because retired people are boring and um, they lead empty lives and, you know, things like that, all these negatives. So you have to start challenging them and questioning them. First, you have to know that they're there. So you have to think about why, what is holding me back? Um, And then uh, start thinking about, do reality checks. You know, who do I know who's retired who's still interesting? There is so much going on out there today. (laughs) This is a world that, I mean, I've only gotten into this in the last few years myself. uh, And I should have retired by in terms of age years ago. But hey, this is really, there's so much fun stuff to do. Um, And so uh, first you have to recognize that this is something you can enjoy. Uh, And then you start to put together uh, what we call prototypes. Uh, You you start, like, uh, let's say you decide you would really like to live in Costa Rica. You think you've been there once or twice, you love it. Um, And so if you really wanted to do that, Maybe you could take a longer time there, three months or six months before you make a, fi- a, a decision and you go in the off season, right? Or you really love, you know, being in the mountains, but you're a California person. So you go up there, not, you know, at the time when it's beautiful, but at the time when there are fires and <laughs> or, you know, or floods or whatever, uh, to see what it would, you know, what I like living here under if it were year round shovel snow for a few months and see if you still like living in the mountains (laughs) exactly you know or people say i want to travel but that's great do you want to travel first class or do you want to travel in an rv or do you want to you know hike and you know what what does it all mean you start and then you try things out you know you want to volunteer for uh, at the zoo you know, so you go there and you love animals and you go to the petting zoo as a volunteer and you find that you hate the kids Right. I mean, you just don't like everybody hanging around. And so you don't do it. You just stop it before you make a commitment. And so you test the reality against your expectations. And you can do this for years. I mean, this it's that's the beauty of this phase of your life is that you're the boss of you. Right. (laughs) Our kids are always saying you're not the boss of me, but now you are. Uh, you get to decide whether you like it or not. And so uh, at some point, you start putting together a calendar. And you use, I like to use Post-its. You can do it online, but I like doing it physically because there's a tactile benefit from actually doing going through the kinetic, the kinetic motion of moving those little squares around on a big blank calendar. You can see what your schedule looks like. And am I, I'm so busy on Thursdays that on Fridays I'm exhausted. Maybe I should try to move this from Thursday to Friday, or I really hate doing this. I thought I would love it. It goes in the trash. Uh, let me try this. So, you know, there are, uh, it's, it's creative for people who are 
very linear and have a hard time with that. There are also ways of, you know, if if you want to uh, start a business, for example, um, in your garage, you have a great idea, you know a little bit, but you have to do some research. You can uh, sit down and do the kind of business plan and more linear uh, project planning uh, that you're comfortable with. Uh, so that this isn't, it's not as free form and, um, you know, totally uh, loosey goosey, I guess, uh, as it sounds. There is some structure to it that I, that I go through in the book. Yes. And I would encourage uh, for those of you that are, you know, forget even on the path to retirement, it's good to just think and explore because there's, there's opportunities that life throws you that give you a chance to step away from what you're doing. And really think about possibilities. Think about what could be um, not so much what you're doing or what you have been doing, but what you want to do. And I know a lot of you attorney entrepreneurs that are listening may be poo-pooing some of that, <clears throat> but one of the opportunities for doing that is starting your law firm. Another opportunity for doing that is thinking about retiring from your law firm. And by the way, I'll give you a little insight here. There's always opportunities to step away and think about what's possible. You don't need these big milestone events to do that, but sometimes they help. And so getting a book uh, like that can really help you adjust your mindset so you get good value from, from, the, uh, from the planning and the thinking that you're doing. Because the last thing you want to be doing when you're heading down this path is to be locked into the same patterns that you've always been locked into. You have an opportunity for a fresh start. Well, you know, the book is is designed as a workbook. Uh, so it's not a, a roadmap to retirement the way some books are. Uh, it's, it is a series of exercises and questions um, to do exactly what you say. And I, I will give one, probably the most valuable piece of information in the book or suggestion in the book, uh, which is wherever you are today, start keeping a list of anything you hear that sounds interesting to you that you might want to look into or do uh, at some point in your life. A friend of mine who did this and gave me this idea had a fabulous retirement. He was a doctor. And when he retired, he was in his early 60s and had the was just happy all the time. And he was busy. And I said, how did you figure out what to do? And he said, when he was a young man, he met all kinds of interesting people professionally at cocktail parties, or he'd hear on the news about somebody doing something. He kept a list of that. And when the time came for him to start thinking about retirement, he didn't have to sit and draw these things out of the air. He had a list and he could go through these pages and cross out the stuff that no longer interested him and group the things that seemed to, to go together And he said he had so many things that he wanted to explore. Some things no longer interested him, but other things interested him even more. And so he was taking classes. He was mentoring students. He was spending time with his grandchildren. Um, He was uh, uh, working in a, um, as a volunteer in, it wasn't a medical program, but it was a a high school uh, program. a preparatory program for veterans uh, coming out of service and wanting to get into the tech, getting tech jobs. He didn't know anything about tech, 
but he helped them understand how to interview and how to come across, you know, he helped them in a different way. So it's really, this is about your imagination. Like you say, there are so many opportunities and possibilities. You can play with it. You can have some fun with it. And it's not so different from what we do when we start uh, working with our clients on the vision they have for their law firm. Uh, I love the approach. I love what you're doing for, um, you know, uh, attorneys and other professionals. Ida, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, it's Ida at IdaAbbott.com. Super simple. Thank you so much, Ida. I really appreciate you being on Lawyer Business Advantage today. Thank you, Ali, for having me. Everyone, that is Ida Abbott, president of Ida Abbott Consulting and author of Retirement by Design. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember... You can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.